0: Hey, this is Randy Gage, and you're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Hey, y'all, peace and love. Good morning from Madison, Wisconsin. And good afternoon, good evening from wherever else you are anywhere in the world. Let's start with this thought. Are your goals enhancing your life? Or demotivating you. And that's really the topic we're going to go through this week uh, because I think it happens both ways. And unfortunately, I think it happens more in the demotivating side for than it does the motivating side. So we're going to look at that. So if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. We call this the Prosperity Unchurch. It's kind of a thought experiment that I'm doing um, to see uh, does the world want this? The world ready for a non-religion, non-church uh, weekly celebration service on the principles of prosperity, generosity, and free enterprise, and. The goal of this is that I actually model the principles we teach each week. That's why it's done as a for-profit ministry, not as a charity, not as a church, but just to say, hey, let's show how we can use, how we can harness the power of free enterprise for good that it doesn't have to be about just making money, raping and pillaging the planet, exploiting people, all of those things. Let me make Jorge the co-host, I see he joined us. So Jorge and Jose, uh, Jose Lopez, Jorge Melendez, they do a Spanish version of this service every week, a couple hours after this one, and we'll put that up in the chat. Paula Zaragoza, the world famous legendary author, Of the book, How to Be a Bulletproof Woman, kind of moderates the show and keeps us on track. So I want to thank them. Welcome everybody else. If you would just check in and say hi, I see uh, Jedi Feinstein. Nice to see Anne in the house this week. I know Jedi Berg is on a podcast in este momento, but will join us later. And I see all the usual crew. So thanks. Check in. Same thing for you guys watching. The replays, we put this up on my Power Prosperity podcast every Monday, and then up on my YouTube show, which is called Prosperity TV. So let's talk about empowering versus de-incentivizing. I did a chat on Clubhouse a while back with uh, Ana Liara and Art Jonak on the subject of goal setting. And... People were kind of shocked at one of the source materials that I used because it was, uh, let me adjust my camera. I hope the sound is good. The lighting, this is all I can do. I'm in a hotel, as you can see. and uh, got my laptop balanced on the recycling bin, which is balanced on the table, and tried to position it. <laughs> Life on the road, and I, I pack light. I do roll on luggage only, so I wasn't bringing my big professional mic or anything. So that's why the setup this week. Um, so when I did this clubhouse, I talked about the Unabomber, which shocked people because. Uh, A lot of you are too young to remember this because it's been a while now since it happened. But there was this guy mailing pipe bombs to professors and technology people and trying to kill them. And he wrote a manifesto, which ultimately led to him being discovered. He was living out in the wilderness in a tent, and his whole manifesto was about Ending the world, ending all the technology in the world and starting over. And the thing that I think is fascinating and I think is really relevant for our topic is what drove him was his philosophy and his belief about goals. And he felt like there were three kinds of goals in the world goals that are easily attained, the goals that are difficult and challenging. And then the goals that are impossible. So, you know, my goal is I want to fly without wings. Uh, you know, maybe that's impossible for me to do. Or my goal is to uh, win the Sydney gymnast, you know, the Olympics in the next or in Japan, I guess, is the next Olympics. Um, and for me to win the gymnastic competition, that's probably, impossible at this stage of my biological development, or de-development, maybe is the correct word, right? So there's impossible things, And, and he felt like the meaning of life, what we need to be happy is to have those meaningful but challenging goals, the goals that are difficult to achieve, but they are achievable, and it is our are our, our, the, you know, how we talk about the journey as opposed to the desi- destination. He had the similar take on goals that it's, we've got to have a meaningful goal that we're seeking in order to have meaning in our own lives. And um, the manifesto was obviously crazy. He was crazy. He is crazy. I think he's still in prison Um, because he wanted to kill people and start all over. Um, But people are shocked to know he's a genius. I mean, a literal IQ genius. He was a prodigy. He went to Harvard uh, when he was like 16 or 17 years old. I mean, the guy was brilliant. So I think we should look at his philosophy with a little bit more care They say, well, what what is the truth bubbling under on this? What is the, of this horrific act, is there hidden benefits in there that we should look at? And I think this idea that we need meaningful goals to, to pull us forward, to make us feel that there is a reason for being here on this planet, I think there's a great deal of truth to that. Uh, And unfortunately, I think he has captured, in essence, what he looked at as a society, because here was, I I left out an important part that's really relevant. The reason he wanted to go back to the primitive age is because he felt we had accomplished all the challenging, difficult goals, and that the only ones left were the impossible ones. And so there was no meaning to life. And so he felt if we got rid of computers, if we got rid of electricity, if we got rid of air conditioning and and, all of the comfort, our iPhones, and all of the comforts of technology and had to start over again, then we would have meaningful goals as a society. And there would be this reason to go on living. So that's really profound in many senses, on many levels, and but crazy, right? Uh, but I feel like a lot of people have adopted that philosophy in their personal life and the way they set their personal goals, because they feel like, okay, all of the achievable goals I can achieve, I've already achieved. I'm not gonna be an astronaut. I'm not gonna be a rocket scient, you know, a, a rocket scientist, I'm not gonna be a superstar football player, I'm not gonna be president or prime minister. I got my job, I keep my head below the cubicle, I get through life, that's it. We got hump day on Wednesday, we got thank God it's Friday and Friday, you know, this is what life is about. There I've you know. My greatest days are behind me. And these are all the guys who are living on their days of their high school football career that were 20 years ago. These are the parents who are vicariously living through their children's goals because they don't believe they can achieve any more of themselves. I forget one of my albums, one of my prosperity albums. I just talked about what it's like. Most of you know, I was, I'm was, i a car guy, crazy Detroit muscle car guy. So I had nine or 10 Dodge Vipers. And I used to talk about the difference between kids and adults, because I would pull up to a stoplight and then some cars are going to pull up next to me. And if there's kids in the car, they're like rolling down the window. Hey, Mr. Viper, man, cool car, man. When I grow up, I'm going to get a Viper like you, you know, kids have those dreams and they still setting those goals. But the adults never said that, right? Cause the guy pulling up in his minivan isn't thinking, yeah, one day I'm going to have a Viper. He's saying, I'm 45. I got my minivan. This is it. It's all downhill from here. Right. So they've kind of subconsciously adopted that same kind of negative, defeatist, hopeless philosophy of life that the Unabomber had and drove him to the crazy actions that he took. And that's so unfortunate. Right. So, um, That's where we got to begin. We got to really look at, okay, what's the philosophy you have? Do you see your greatest days are in front of you? Or do you see your greatest days are behind you? And how is that philosophy affecting your life? And so that's the deep dive that we're going to do today. Uh, I'm going to categorize goals pretty different than Kaczynski, the Unabomber, did. I'm going to suggest um, we put them into five different categories that I think are relevant to our discussion. And somebody do me a favor and track these in the comments, if you would. The first are goals you can control. I think this is a good place to start. If you just say, okay, where do I go? I want to achieve my goals in life. How do I, you know, where do you start? Look for goals that you can control. Obviously, I've done a lot of work in the direct selling business. I have a lot of client companies in that area. So I'm always speaking at conventions and rallies and things for these companies. And people set these goals of, okay, I'm going to be a diamond by March 1st. I'm going to be a double diamond or a Starfleet commander or whatever their particular ranks are by this date. And I think those goals are are positive in the sense that we're aspiring towards something, but they can boomerang and hurt you because you don't control them, right? Uh, you, you know, so the difference between the first category is goals you control. The second category is goals you don't control. So be really cognizant of the difference between those two things. So like I say, if you say, I'm going to be a double diamond director by June 15th, you don't really have control over that. If the case is to become a double diamond director means that you have to have five people on your team who qualify for director status and they each have 50,000 points a month in volume or whatever, you can't control that. If one of those people takes a vacation that month and they don't qualify at whatever rank you need them to be, you don't really have any way to do that. So this is the difference. Goals you control are usually the kind of goals like activity goals. So if that person in direct selling were to say, uh, I'm going to present my business opportunity to 10 People a week for the next six weeks, they can control that goal. If they say, I'm going to produce $2 million worth of volume in the next six weeks, they don't control that goal. Same way, if you're, let's say, you're a real estate agent, or, you know, and you say, okay, I'm going to sell five houses in the month of June. That's a goal you really can't control because. You can show the house as many times as you can. You'll have control over that. You can get people to go to the website or get people to come to the open house, but you can't get people to like the house, buy for the house, qualify for the financing, close on time, make the right offer, and everything falls into place. There's parts of that equation that you don't control. So I think the control goals empower you. The goals you don't control have a tendency to de-incentivize people. And then what happens is people give up on their dreams. And there's nothing, uh, you know, this is just a tragedy when people give up on their dreams. Third category I want you to think about is what I'm gonna call signaling goals. We have this disease in the world right now, which I will call virtue signaling, right? Which is, we got people who post five times a day on social media and they are saving the whales. They are saving the rainforest. They are saving the tofu burgers. They are helping the indigenous people. They are speaking out against animal cruelty. They are speaking out against bullying. And by doing this, I mean, they're posting a bunch of tweets about it as if that is changing the world and making a difference. And yes, awareness is part of the equation, and we all should probably work to bring awareness to injustice in the idea of shining light on injustice, and and so it... uh, It helps to bring the positivity back. Um, But if you're doing it all day long, five times a day, and all you're doing is sending out tweets, what you're really doing is signaling your virtue to everyone else. And you're not really contributing meaningfully to making the world a better place. It's more done as, I got you, right? So, you know, these are the people saying, well, yes, I was... I had the Pfizer vaccine, and I had the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, and I took the Moderna, Moderna vaccine, and I still wear two masks and a face guard when I'm driving alone in my car because I'm not a grandma killer like these other people who won't wear a mask, you know? You're just virtue signaling, right? Well, you can do that with goals, Right? So if your goal is, okay, I will become a New York Times bestselling author. I will win a Grammy. I will, it's really just virtue signaling. And it's not bringing anything meaningful to the world. And at the same time, it's not going to empower you to become a higher version of yourself. Like the, you know, if you're an artist and you, you, you produce music, uh, of course you should want to win a Grammy. I'm not going to say you should want it's to. Very, it's very likely that you'll want to win a Grammy. Okay, great. But the problem with that is twofold. One, it's a goal you can't control. And two, it's really a virtue signaling goal. Whereas if you go in the studio and you say, I'm going to write a song that goes down to the deepest level of my soul, a song that will touch other people at the deepest level of their souls. If I can commune with them, if I can connect with them on a spiritual basis, on a shared common experience of humanity that I can convey through my song, well, that's, A really worthy goal. That's a goal that will dent the universe a little bit. A goal that will call you to the higher version of yourself. And I always go back to that. I'm always looking for what in my life, what are the people, what are the things, what are the activities, what are the goals that call me to the highest possible version of myself? So the fourth kind of goal is what I call the empowering goals. These are goals that empower you if you achieve them, when you achieve them. So if your goal is to become a black sash in Kung Fu or a black belt in Karate, that's an empowering goal, because if you achieve that goal and that's an achievable goal, that's a challenging goal that will call you to a higher version of yourself, you will be empowered after you achieve it. If you, you, know, if you set a goal of I will become fluent in another language, that's an empowering goal. Because to achieve that goal will empower you to a higher version of yourself. And then, so the four, if we're keeping track in the thing, so goals you control, goals you don't control, signaling goals, or virtue signaling goals, empowering goals. And then the fifth category, which is the money shot, is what I call tractor beam goals. And this, of course, is based on the uh, science fiction concept of the tractor beam so when uh, uh, Luke and Obi-Wan and Chewie and Han Solo were in the Millennium Falcon and they were trying to escape, uh, they got in the tractor beam of the Death Star and, or one of the Imperial cruisers, I don't remember which, and they pulled them in and they were captured uh, from this tractor beam. So I think there are certain type of goals that when you set them, they're like a tractor beam. They pull you toward them. So these are the goals that make you jump out of bed and throw the covers off the bed. And uh, you know, the, 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 my standby for this is always, how do you feel on Monday morning? I always, uh, for, not always, but for the last uh, 30 years, I think, I've always looked forward to Monday mornings and getting back to my work week. I usually shut down kind of Saturday mid-afternoon is when I turn off the switch. I kind of clock out, unplug from my businesses. Uh, and then that's personal time with friends and family. And then Sunday is off. I used to go to church on Sunday mornings. Now I play softball on Sundays. It's a, you know, casual, relaxing reading day. Uh, and then by Monday morning, I'm recharged and I'm excited to get back to my goals, to get back toward my business, <sighs> right? Those are, and, 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 and the reason for that is I believe those are tractor beam goals, when I set a goal that, you know, I make a proposal to a publisher and I say, here's this book that I, I want to write. And I'm thinking it's going to be, <coughs> excuse me, 40 to 45,000 words. And here's the Chamber of Commerce, uh, cha- chapter, the Table of Contents. Um, here's the theme. Here's a sample chapter. They say, lay, we love it. We want it. We want you to deliver that on June 1st, um, the finished, uh, you know, first draft. I've got that tractor beam goal that makes me want to get up and go to the computer on Monday morning. It means if I wake up at 3 a.m. and I can't sleep, I'm like, you know. I think I should work on that chapter eleven because that's the you know that's just niggling at my mind and I want to work I want to sort that out, right? So things like that, um, those are tractor beam goals or sticky goals or compelling goals, meaning that they pull you to them. And I think this is where to do this right. What we've got to do is these are the goals we got to set that are. Goals we control that have that compelling quality that pulls us toward them, that makes us want to jump out of bed. And so you have to find the sweet spot between challenging yet still possible. Because when, you know, if you're working at a sweatshop in Asia and you make 10 cents a day, and you set a goal to be a millionaire in 60 days, it's not a believable goal. Your subconscious mind is not gonna buy into that. And so as a result, that's not gonna pull you toward it. It's not gonna jump you out of bed on Monday morning. Um, So that's really important that we find that sweet spot of uh, challenging, because the same thing, if we say, okay, Uh, We're making 10 cents a day at a sweatshop or a dollar a day, whatever the number. Let's say you make a dollar a day at a sweatshop and your goal is to make a dollar five cents a day two years from now. It's just not. It's very believable. It's very possible, but it's not compelling enough that isn't going to jump you out of bed early on monday to throw off the sheets and go in and do some extra work or do learn some extra new skill that's going to help you achieve that goal of making an extra nickel 2 years from now so the you know why i call this show goal setting and getting is because We want to really achieve most of these goals, right? We want them to happen in our life. So it's really important that we uh, set the kind of goals that do that. So um, set goals that are challenging enough to get you out of bed, believable enough that you will achieve them, and are empowering enough that they will lead you to, a, to become a higher version of yourself. And I'm telling you, when you start to filter your goals through that, and thanks for the thumbs up, I see a few of those, you know. Always love to see the thumbs up, peace sign, hit me up in the comments. Yo, just let me know you're out there and watching. Same thing on the replay. You guys on the YouTube channel, you've been really slacking off the last two weeks. I don't see that many comments, so I need to hear from you. I need to know you're out there. You got to let me know this show. You want to see it continue, right? Um, this is the... When you set those kind of goals, those are the kind of goals you get. Those are the kind of goals you achieve, Um So, are they, you know, ideal goal scenario. They're believable. They're compelling. They provide tangible reward. Let's dive into that for a minute. One of the things I like to do is create nice, sweet, delicious rewards for myself when I achieve my goals. So, When I finish, like when I'm writing a book, right? I'll be, you know, I go down to Key West to write a lot. And I'll say, okay, when I finish chapter three, I'm going to rent a jet ski for 45 minutes and just go out and ride it around on the ocean. You know, when I finish chapter five, I'm going to give myself a massage at the spa. You know, when I, I when I sometimes when I finish a book, you know, I'll promise myself a new car, uh, or something like that, or a you know two week trip to Hawaii or Fiji. I find you know I like to give myself really sexy, fun, lucrative goals that uh, I enjoy, and it just kind of sweetens my motivation. And, and I even do it in, in the other way where it's like, um, I will say, I cannot eat lunch until I finish chapter three. Because I might be stuck in the middle of chapter three. It's a really long chapter. Um, and I just kind of not sorting through it right. And I just, you know, I'm kind of thinking, oh, let me just get out of this, you know, problem. But no, I want to kind of give myself, no. You want lunch? You got to finish this chapter. So this way, even if the chapter is garbage, it's finished, and then I can go back and I can fix it on when I do the editing process, right? But the editing is always so much better once you get an actual draft done. And I think that's there's an analogy for that in all kind of goals that there are ways that you know there's things you can certain stages of completion that you can bring things to, and then they. Um, allow you to, um, you know, it just, it, it takes you closer to where it is that you want to be. Uh, so provide tangible rewards. So same thing. Sometimes you don't even have to, uh, uh, set a reward, right? Just know, okay. If I become fluent in French and I'm taking my vacation in France this summer, you know the reward you're going to get is you're going to be able to talk to all of those people along the way and communicate with them and not look for translators and and have that disconnection, right? You will experience the joy of a different location when you can actually talk to people in their native tongue. That's an inherent reward that's built into it right? If you become a black sash in Kung Fu, there's an inherent reward that's just built into that. The 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 flexibility you get, the strength you get, the stamina you get, the self-esteem you get, the sense of accomplishment you get. So look for that in terms of setting goals, because this is like I say, you know, when you said to go, okay, I'm going to make a million dollars. I just think it's it's one of those superficial almost virtual signaling type of goals that doesn't have that human connection to your soul because you it isn't linked inextricably in to uh, how you become the higher version of yourself and I do believe it's it's fine to set a goal to become a millionaire. I certainly did that. And I do believe that it, it forced me, it, it empowered me because it forced me to become a better person to achieve it. I had to learn how to create that value for the universe, right? Um, but I still think there's better ways to set goals than just to say, I will, get, I will write a New York Times bestseller. I will win a Grammy. I will make a million dollars if we can tied to believable but compelling, provide a tangible reward, not a superficial uh, empty calorie virtual signaling reward. Uh, and here's the most important part. Un parte más importante is the goal uh, that you can't reach it as the person you are right now. You know, do you really get that? This is a goal that you can't achieve as the person you are right now. So let me give you some assignments and let me tell you also what I think is a really important underlying truth of all of this subject. Before I do, I will just uh, let you new people know. When I say this is a prosperity ministry, I do it on a love offering basis, which is hey, I want the people who participate to support the work and show me they want it. That's why I say this is a thought experiment. I'm giving this. I I, I haven't decided how much time I'm going to give this. I might do six months, which would be next month, right? Or I may do a hundred uh lessons which would be longer but i'm not sure but and i'll decide that before the end of next month but i'm looking for the universe to show me hey i i need this show in my life i want this show please continue the work that the people so i have people who tithe to it esser who i see in my upper left corner is there every week supporting it there are other people at the Shane Barco in Australia. Uh, oh, I've got someone in Dubai. I have um, people in uh, Czech Republic. I mean, people who just are there every week. Uh, I see Jedi Berg made it into the house. Good to see you, sir. He is again, a supporter of the work. Uh, very honored here. Bob's a personal friend of mine for decades. And I just, get a notice in my thing. And Bob Berg has sent a a donation to support the work. Here this is, this best-selling author who's written books that have sold a couple million copies, who's out there, one of my dear friends. Because you know how it is, I think usually you can't be a prophet in your own hometown. So when my friends, when Bob sends in money to support the work, when Ford Sakes, who's been my business partner for 30 40 years sends in money to support the work lornette my assistant watches the show she's worked for me 28 29 30 years um this is the weekend right this is her time off from me yet i get a thing that lornette and jeffrey brown supported the show that's 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 the universe that means a lot to me the support that you guys give um Jose and Jorge do this in Spanish on the same basis. They do it on a love offering basis. The Spanish people contribute whatever they are. And then those two tie the percentage of that to me to say, Hey, we're doing your, you know, they take my topic each week and they present it the next week in Spanish with their flair on it. Um, And uh, they're supporting the work. Right. So, Uh, But I'll be honest, you know, it's a lot of work to do the show. And um, it it certainly doesn't financially justify the time I put into it now, as opposed to if I did it. Somebody's got to mute. Paula, can you check? Maybe somebody's got to open mic. Um, I've got some new big projects that I'm working on with some uh, clients, consulting clients of mine. So I have to say, can I really afford to keep doing the show with this other projects that I need to do? So I'm going to leave that to you guys. It's if you want to support, would you put up the website, by the way, Paula, please? If you want to support the show, two ways. One is just tell your friends about it. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube show. uh, Tell people about it each week. And then uh, you can financially support the work at randygage.com forward slash go. And we have Venmo and PayPal and debit cards, credit cards, all kind of ways, randygage.com forward slash go. So I'm putting it out there. This is my thought experiment with the universe. Then you guys show me, do you want to see the, the work continue? So assignments, and then I think the thing that kind of underline all this that I think is so important. Uh, is let me figure how I can... I I won't worry about it now. We don't have that long to go. Assignments. Assignment number one. Set at least one activity goal that you will be accountable on next week. So what do I mean by that? I mean, you know, as I do many times in the lesson, I say, okay, I want to check on the homework from last week. Who's a volunteer who did the homework, right? So I'm going to be asking you to speak up next week. And I don't want to see a bunch of bashful wallflowers who are afraid to raise their hands, okay? You better be stepping up, okay? So you think of a goal, an activity goal. So you're a real estate agent. You know, you will make 10 uh, solicitations to people to get Uh, listings for your agency. You're an insurance person. You will contact 25 people to see if you could get an appointment for a presentation. You're training for the Olympics. You will work out two hours a day for each day this week, right? An activity goal that you control, that you're going to be willing, if I call on you next week, that you're going to be willing to talk about. So set at least one activity goal. Number two, set at least one empowering goal also that you will be accountable for next week. So again, what's empowering goal? This is a goal that empowers you to become a higher Version of yourself. So learning a language, learning a skill, developing knowledge in an area. It's that part of the baked in the cake aspect of the recipe is not only does it bring you forward, um, not only does it do you achieve it, but it makes you a better person. It empowered you more toward your goals, your success, your happiness, and prosperity in general, because you set it. And then, numero tres, your third assignment. This week, set one goal that can't be achieved as the person you are right now. Paula, I love that look on your face. I just... That was like a spiritual experience for you. You get this, okay? Um, set one goal that can't be achieved as the person you are right now, right? These are the delicious kind of goals that really speak to our soul and take us forward. Um And here's the final thoughts on this that I wanna share that I think are really, really important. Um, Understand this basic underlying foundation for everything we've discussed this week. Some goals you achieve, some goals you don't achieve. I have millions of goals that I didn't achieve in my life. Right. So don't lose sight of that. I'm a high-level achiever, Ann Feinstein on here. She's a high-level achiever. Bob Berg is a high-level achiever. Every one of us would tell you we have millions of goals that we didn't achieve over the course of our life. So instead of focusing on the goals we didn't get and beating ourselves up, and you know who you are, I don't have to call out your name. You know exactly who you are. Let's remember some goals we achieve, some goals we don't achieve. But if they take us one step closer to our dreams, it's all good. It's all good. There are goals that you set that you won't achieve but they will take you closer to your dreams. And then, here would be the last twist on this, I would tell you, is not all goals are even meant to be achieved. Some goals exist solamente to make you a higher version of yourself. Let me say that one more time. Some goals are never even meant to be achieved. They are meant to to facilitate you becoming a higher version of yourself. And that's what it's all about, guys. That's the prosperity secret. Is, hey, am I living my life in a way... That each day I get a little bit closer to my dreams? Am I living my life in a way? Am I associating with the type of people who will take me closer to my goal? Am I living a life in a way where my living habits, what I eat, what I drink, how I exercise, how I sleep, are taking me closer to my goals? Am I living my life in a way? Am I taking the daily actions, my behaviors, my daily behaviors? Are they taking me, even if it's a millimeter closer to our goal? If you do that every day, the compounding effect on you, on your success, on your getting goals, achieving those goals is extraordinary. All right. Thank you all for watching. Again, uh, Spanish version is in the chat room. Uh, next week, the uh, topic is going to be really fun. Uh, that I'll be back. No, will I be back in Miami? I may not. I may be in South. Anyway, I will be somewhere in the universe. And the topic we're going to talk about is creating wealth step by step. So this would be a really good one to share with your friends. This would be a really good one to create a watch party with a group of people all over the world for you guys with teams, get your whole team on that and then schedule a little get together with your team afterward to discuss because we're going to really break down the process. How do you become wealthy? What are the stages of development it takes? What, is the, what are the processes that we go through that take us there. So that's going to be really cool. That will be the lesson next week. So thanks, everybody, for watching. Peace, love, and unicorns. Hey, thanks for listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Do me a favor and practice the circulation law of prosperity and tell people about Prosperity TV. So if you would, just put something up on your Tumblr, your Twitter, your Facebook, Facebook, your YouTube. Uh, Let people know what you think of the Power of Prosperity podcast. Even take a screenshot of your phone and maybe post that picture uh, so we can build the community here at the podcast. Thanks, guys.